Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Football Social Daily, the Premier League podcast. This is Football Social Daily, the award-winning Premier League podcast. Join us every Wednesday on the show for an interview with a former top-flight professional. Last week, Manchester United class of 92-man Ben Thornley was with us. And to be fair, when you think of that group of Man United stars, you think of Beckham, Scholes and Gary Neville. But all three of those players admit that Thornley was probably the best of the lot, but for a horror challenge which not only changed his career, but changed his life. Scroll back in the timeline to hear that one. Tomorrow, meanwhile, we'll be speaking to ex-Brighton, Southampton and Leicester City midfielder Dean Hammond. Hit subscribe so you don't miss that. And speaking of Leicester City, they're in serious trouble in the Premier League this season. But a huge win at the weekend against Wolves has pulled them out of the bottom three and within just a point of tonight's opponents, Leeds United. But we've spoken a lot about Leicester recently. We haven't had as much to say about Leeds. It's a mammoth match for them as well tonight. Just how concerned should they be about relegation back to the championship? Well, thankfully, we can call upon the Sports Social podcast. Leeds that for some insight. And with me now on the podcast today is Rocco from that very show. Rocco, how are you? Hi, I'm doing all right. Thank you. Well, I'm sure the nerves are jangling a little bit ahead of tonight, but the name of the podcast is Leeds That. And just taking a guess, would spending 16 years outside of the Premier League to only then be relegated back to the Championship after just two seasons be considered Leeds That? Uh, it certainly would, yeah. Especially after <laughs> after missing the, the one glorious season that we had when we had the top, the top half finish, uh, where we were actually winning matches routinely and yeah, that was behind closed doors. Now now that's the ultimate lead to that. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously not great for Leeds at the moment in terms of how the Premier League table is looking. It's so tight down there at the bottom end of the top flight. Leeds currently 16th after 32 games on 29 points. There's a bit of a gap, four points in fact, between yourselves and Bournemouth above you. I think it's the teams below you that maybe Leeds fans are worried about. This huge game against Leicester tonight, they're just a place and a point back from where Leeds are. Just how worried are you about potential relegation this season? I'm very, very worried. Yeah, I mean, the, the league table um, really isn't looking that bad. You could look at it and think, well, you know, we've got a head start on Leicester. We've got them at Ellen Road tonight. Um, you know, we've got Bournemouth on Saturday as a winnable game, but... Just the way things are heading at the moment, the last few games and, and just the atmosphere around the club and, and the players, you know, they, they just seem demoralised at the moment. So it's all seems to be heading one way. Um, I mean, fortunately for us, there are probably another four teams that are thinking exactly the same this season. So 
yeah, we can we can still well, of course we can get out of it because we're not actually even in the relegation zone yet, but a lot of Leeds fans are, are fearing the worst, yeah. When it comes to the matches you've got, obviously this huge one tonight against Leicester. And then you've got Bournemouth away, Man City away, Newcastle at home, West Ham, and then Tottenham to finish the season. That is not an easy fixture list. So with the current form, is that what's been playing on the fans' minds? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, there's 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 a feeling that the month of May is probably going to yield uh, very few points indeed. Um, so yeah, we needed to take advantage of these these three games really. You know, starting with Fulham that we've just lost two one. Um, the fixtures are tough, um, but. I do, you know, when you look at the other teams, you know, the way that the rate that they're collecting points, you know, people talk about 38 points, um, you know, it's not going to be anywhere near that this season unless unless a couple of teams really, you know, pull out the bag for the final few weeks. So I'm thinking, you know, 34 points might be enough and 35 realistically will. Um, so, you know, we're talking one win and a, and a couple of draws perhaps. So we're not far away, but... <laughs> It's uh, you do feel like that next win has to come tonight, you know, otherwise it's going to be true panic stations. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Two games, you've conceded a lot of goals. 6-1 to Liverpool, 5-1 to Crystal Palace. Um, and obviously the defeat to Fulham was a 2-1 loss. But in terms of those two games before, with the 11 goals conceded, both of those at home, that must be a bit of a worry as well. Because if it is super tight this season, the goal difference might come into play. Yeah, yeah, that was catastrophic, really. Um, it was something that a lot of people were clinging to. You know, we had a better goal difference than pretty much everybody around us and and that's now that's now pretty much gone away um yeah those two results the the two home defeats were were awful but to be honest the Fulham game was even more galling for me you know to come off the back of those two defeats you know Palace you could have put it down to a mad 20 minutes Liverpool is Liverpool but then to come off that and go to Fulham and, and put in an insipid performance like we did against a team that didn't even look like they really cared and and they didn't have to do anything to beat us and and we just looked like well we ended up scoring a goal it was a scrappy own goal but we never looked like we were going to score or get back into that game and to see us play like that was ah yeah frightening really so again we're looking for the big reaction tonight with that in mind then how impressed or not impressed maybe have you been with the appointment of Javi Gracia who's had a lot of work to do and started pretty well but the last few weeks as you've just alluded to haven't been the best yeah I, I feel for him I really do I, I really like him um, I think he came in he was he was the right man um, to take over when he did I think we needed a calm head like he's got um, he's got the experience um, yeah he, he seemed to tick every box for me and I was really happy and, and of course he he started well but now now we're wondering whether you know whether we do need a calm head or what you know do we need someone to go in there and you know throw teacups against the wall um I, I don't know I guess we'll find out tonight I, I just really I hope it works out for him you know he's come in he's taken the job when a lot of people didn't want it 
you know, some people would say he's on a hiding to nothing, really. You know, it's unlikely he's going to be given the job at the end of the season. He's inherited a, a, a squad that has very little Premier League, well, proven Premier League experience. You know, these these players, even the ones that we've had last season, you know, they practically got relegated. You know, we stayed up by the skin of our teeth and then they lost Rafinha and Phillips, you know, our two top-class players. So the confidence in the squad's brittle already. It's a massive job that he's he's had on, um, and yeah. But now, of course, you're wondering whether he is the right man for the job because of the way the last three games have gone. I mean, that's such a tough thing to call, isn't it? Because obviously Jesse Marsh was sacked, and it's hard, I think, to make the right appointment at that time when Leeds needed to bring someone in because of the amount of other teams that were down there. And it seemed at that point that every team was getting rid of a manager and trying to bring someone else in. Definitely, yeah. There's there's a real feeling that um, the, the last-minute win at Anfield back in November, uh, just before the international break for the World Cup, you know, I, even when we won that game at the time, people were saying that could end up being the worst result of the season because it kept Jesse in a job. And it's sort of looking that way now, you know, we, since then, we, we couldn't basically win a match. Um, and yeah, I think the board waited too long, really, to to get rid of Jesse and, and replace him. Um, you know, we, we probably would have had a better choice of manager before the before the break. He would have had time to work with the squad. He'd have had January as well. You know, we, we've invested a lot of money in January and, um, you know, we've got a, a record signing that can't even get on the pitch, you know, in, in Jorginho Ruta. Um so it's just been, yeah, a bit of a calamity, really. You know, bad planning, bad execution. It's, yeah, it's pretty much all negative, sadly. Rocco, I know you've written some books and stuff about Leeds United. So you've seen a lot over your years following the club. Where does this period sit in terms of the turbulence at Ellen Road? It's been a hell of a ride. Oh, it really has. It's been a roller coaster. Yeah, I've 30 years watching the club and it's, yeah, it's been crazy. Never a dull moment. Um it's a great question because obviously we've had some horrendous times. Um, I mean, at the moment, it, it, it feels on the verge of being almost, I mean, I, I don't know if I'm being far too negative, but, you know, I feel like we're on the cusp of, you know, going back to the very, very darkest days. You know, if we go, go down this season, we've got a lot of players on big contracts, you know, are we going to be able to get rid of them? Are they going to want to stay and fight in the championship? Um, you know, there's there's a lot of questions. You know, a lot of people, Leeds fans, are saying, you know, if we go down, at least we'll we'll win some games and be competitive. And I'm even worried about that, to be honest. The way the club is, and you know, the uncertainty is at the top as well. We have a projected takeover that's been waiting in the wings for two years um, from the San Francisco 49ers. They have a deal set up to do it, but you know, they've they've not done it yet. And they're waiting and waiting to see what happens this season. I'm sure so. It's all the uncertainty and it's just, yeah, it's just manifested and, and we're seeing the results of that on the pitch now. So it's pretty, I mean, at the moment, of course, you can't you can't compare it to, you know, going into administration and relegation from the championship, but it almost feels like we're heading in that direction at the moment. It, it feels that bad. Well, you touched upon it earlier. Do you think that that uncertainty might have crept into the atmosphere at Ellen Road? Because we've heard all season just how exciting a place Ellen Road can be for home players and how difficult it can be for opposition players to get a result. Is that maybe after those two crushing defeats to Palace and Liverpool and the uncertainty that you speak of, is that kind of seeping into the matchday atmosphere at Ellen Road, do you think? Yeah, I definitely think it is. Yeah, I mean, we don't... The, the exuberance in the ground isn't what it was under under Bielsa and even earlier this season, um, you know, it, it has sort of seeped away a lot of a lot of the enthusiasm and and now we're getting to the point where 
you know, it's turning on its head. You know, there's so much passion inside Ellen Road that as much as it's a difficult place for opposition, you know, when it turns, it's a difficult place for the home players as well. Um, again, you know, these are young lads with with limited experience and, and yeah, I, I, I worry for them. I worry about tonight. I feel like I'm like, being massively doomsday and hopefully I'm going to look an idiot come tomorrow morning and I'll be bouncing off the walls after a victory. But uh, yeah, at the moment on the back of these results and, and the way people are talking and, and the, yeah, the the discontent with the owners and, and the, the recruitment and pretty much everything at, at board level, um, yeah, it's really, really not good. Recipe for disaster. Do you think part of it as well, Rocco, is because the Bielsa years are so fondly thought of and the success had been missing from Leeds for so long and also the combination of that and being away from the Premier League for so long, which Leeds shouldn't ever really be. They're, they've always been a top flight team, haven't they, through history. Do you think all of those things combined is kind of what's leading to this feeling of desperation? Um, I definitely think it plays a part, but I I don't think it plays that much of a part. You know, at the end of the day, if, if Jesse Marsh had been successful, if the recruitment had have been right and would have bought decent players that were good enough for the Premier League and, and we were doing okay, I don't think anyone would really have a problem. You know, Bielsa came to to take us back to the Premier League and he did that. And, and if, you know, I was devastated that he left, he should never have been sacked in my opinion and the same for many Leeds fans. But if we'd have been a secure Premier League team and, and built on that, then, you know, there'd be no issue. But yeah, the fact that we're failing uh, on top of, you know, sacking Bielsa like, like we did, um, yeah, definitely magnifies things. Go and check out the Leeds United podcast, Leeds That, which is just joined up to the Sports Social Podcast Network. James and Rocco every week trying to go through the trials and tribulations of what happens. Rocco, you've also written a few books, as I mentioned earlier. Just tell us a bit about those. Yeah, yes, I um, I started writing for the first time um, when when Bielsa took over, sort of midway through his first season, because it was just going so well. I thought I'd document it and uh, yeah, turned it into a book um, covering his first two seasons where we got promoted, um, which got yeah got published and then sort of gave me the uh, yeah the foot up to be able to do more. So then I did the four years under David O'Leary, uh, the 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 boom and the bust, um, and then. <laughs> And then, of course, League One as well, which um, I, I didn't think it would ever be my favourite, but because I was able to interview um, all the all the great players from from that team, um, that turned into probably my favourite book of the lot, actually. Um, so yeah, it's been great. And then I've got uh, got another one coming out this August, uh, Bielsa versus the Premier League. So yeah, concentrating on the on the two years under him in the Premier League, and and then the the grief of losing the great man uh, after he was sacked as well. Brilliant stuff. You can check out Rocco's books, I'm sure. And also go and check out Leads That, available now wherever you get your podcasts and part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Rocco, thanks for your time, mate, and speak to you again soon. Thank you very much. Football Social Daily. As I mentioned, Leads That is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network and there are loads of other great fan casts from a multitude of different football clubs, not just in the UK, but also abroad as well. So if you are looking for your next big sports podcast, then why not head to our website, sport-social.co.uk. That is it from me. Tomorrow we'll be hearing from Dean Hammond about his life and career in the game. I'm going to be asking him about the time he got punched in the face in the tunnel after a game. Trust me, that really happened. And we'll hear Dean's take on it on tomorrow's edition of FSD. So hit subscribe and you won't miss it. But from me today, that's it. We'll catch you tomorrow. See you then. Football 
Social Daily is a Voice Work Sport production for the Sports Social Podcast Network.